This is the FM Gold channel of All India Radio in the program News Analysis. Now we bring you a discussion on acceleration of development process in Jammu and Kashmir. The participants are Ashok Tandon, political analyst, and Vinay Kumar, journalist. Earlier this month, Parliament gave its approval for making Article 370 inoperative, which gives special status to Jammu and Kashmir. The state was also bifurcated into two. Ladakh was made a union territory, and so was Jammu and Kashmir with an assembly. Ladakh. is a union territory tenants sub if we look at the situation now many restrictions were in place and from earlier this month to now nearly 20 days or two weeks are now over prime minister in his independence day address had also said that uh, it is time for people to come forward and uh, jammu and kashmir will have regular elections when situation uh, becomes normal and people uh, can choose their mlas in a free transparent manner everything will fall in order this was prime minister's assurance from the ramparts of red fort and uh, prime minister also said that when the time comes the government will not hesitate to grant full statehood uh, to jammu and kashmir article 370 when it was uh, incorporated was actually aimed at the larger welfare of the people of uh, jammu and kashmir but eventually it proved to be a, a stumbling block in the way of development of the region and therefore for that we need to trace the uh, history of 370 maharaja hari singh agreed to sign the instrument of accession he was apprehensive that uh, as a result of the partition a large number of influx of the refugees from west pakistan may migrate into jammu and kashmir and therefore the fruits of development may be divided and therefore my subjects that means the people of jammu and kashmir may be deprived of the fruits of development due to the influx of the refugees and as a result the refugees mostly you know shifted towards punjab haryana delhi and elsewhere in the country but a large number of refugees from west punjab even then went to jammu and kashmir mainly they were settled in jammu now what happened as a result of 370 was and many of them a very large number of them were from backward classes and from scheduled caste they continued to work in jammu and kashmir as labor as you know part time worker but because of 370 they were never given the resident status as a result they were deprived their children were deprived of education health and all other benefits that was one reason which was creating some kind of an imbalance within jammu and kashmir secondly the all these schemes etc or political leadership was coming from the valley and the people of ladakh were being deprived of the development fruits of development and jammu also was feeling as some kind of a step motherly treatment by the center so the money which was being given to kashmir was in fact going into the hands of the leaders of kashmir particularly two main regional parties and they indulged in large scale corruption and that was the situation when we came to recent development and people of valley also were fed up with the corruption of the political leaders from the regional parties who ruled the state for a very larger period now in that background firstly maharaja hari singh had the larger interest of all his subjects that means the people of ladakh the people of jammu as well as the people of kashmir but sheikh abdullah who drafted article 370 had something else in mind he was concerned only about the people of valley that means kashmir 
and there the idea in his mind was that Kashmir should continue to be a Muslim majority area and let Ladakh suffer and let even Jammu suffer. So as a result of it, the slogan and the issue which became in Kashmir Valley was that because we are a Muslim majority, so therefore separatism, cross-border terrorism, all these things were promoted by Pakistan and Pakistan tried to project to the world, look, here is a Muslim majority region which is not willing to stay with India. They want to come with Pakistan. And that is why we are encouraging terrorism in Kashmir and there are separatists who don't want to remain in it. So therefore, the concept of 370 for the welfare of the entire Jammu and Kashmir, including Ladakh and Jammu, was defeated. As a result, the development projects of the central government could not be implemented in the state of Jammu and Kashmir because of 370. Now, as we no, 370 would deprive people from rest of the country to go and participate in the development projects of Jammu and Kashmir. As a result, no private uh, medical college could be opened in Jammu and Kashmir. No private educational center, universities or private or health centers could be. No private investment could go to Jammu and Kashmir. Well, India, the rest, the rest of India was prospering on account of the incoming investment from abroad and otherwise. So, on all these developmental fronts, the people of Jammu and Kashmir as a whole were being denied that fruits of development. And therefore, there was resentment in Ladakh, there was resentment in Jammu, and there was resentment even in the valley for lack of development. So, now, when we are talking about abrogation, see, the question is now, the rest of the country will be willing to participate in the development process of Jammu and Kashmir. Not only the central schemes which were being denied earlier, like in the field of education and health and investment, will now be applicable to Jammu and Kashmir, whole of Jammu and Kashmir, including the valley. Plus, the private investment will also go to Jammu and Kashmir and nobody could open hotels, nobody could, even tourism was suffering. So, all these things were piling up. And somebody required a political courage to, you know, challenge all this because this provision itself, as said in the constitution, was temporary. So temporary provision had to be changed, removed, but nobody could, you know, pick up the courage and do it. No, it has been done and it is in the larger interest and welfare of the entire population of Jammu and Kashmir. That is why the people in Ladakh are rejoicing. That is why the people in Jammu are welcoming it. But unfortunately, the people of the valley are being misled that this is not in your interest and it is being given a color as if the Muslim majority area is now sought to be transformed into a Hindu majority by inviting people from rest of the country. So I think that propaganda is not effective because the separatists are now, many of the leaders who are actually trying to, you know, create this kind of an atmosphere or vitiate the atmosphere have been temporarily put behind bar. The leaders of the regional parties who have been exploiting the people of Valley for their own political ends are also behind the bar for the time being. And our security forces are vigilant on the border to check cross-border terrorism, infiltration from Pakistan or any kind of propaganda. But unfortunately, the social media platforms are being misused by Pakistan and they are trying to create a confusion. They want to mislead the people and therefore certain restrictions have been imposed. That is the situation today. You were uh, pinpointing, flagging these high points in the situation which prevails in Jammu and Kashmir today. We also know that you know President Trump has spoken to both Prime Minister Modi and Prime Minister Imran Khan 
and President Trump, in fact, told uh, Imran Khan that not to escalate tension and uh, Prime Minister Modi had also pointed out in his telephonic conversation of nearly half an hour with the US President that the regional tensions are being uh, fanned by statements made by uh, Pakistani leaders and uh, so Imran Khan also got a, a dose of President Trump's mind and what the US thinks and our Foreign Minister also met Secretary of State of the US. So even the Pakistan's attempt to internationalize this at United Nations Security Council uh, closed-door meeting also backfired very badly. Big question is what now? As you said, you know, all these leaders have been under house arrest for some time. And when uh, NSA, Mr. Ajit Doval spent nearly 11 days keeping a vigil on the security situation. And there is another element which you were pointing out, security element. And we all know that there are overground elements who go on to help these infiltrators and terrorists who sneak from across the border. They are provided all logistical, infrastructural support, shelter, explosives, arms, ammunition. They don't have to carry all that and they get their overground support. So one uh, security aspect is to kill that overground support. And then when the situation is under control, then spur the pace of development and bring in as Prime Minister himself uh, was pointing out in his address to the nation on August 8th that, you know, right to education is not there in Jammu and Kashmir. Even Supreme Court laws are not Im being implemented in the state. And uh, schemes like Ayushman Bharat or Ujjwala or uh, electrification of uh, rural roads. And PM also said that his panchayat system has worked very well in the state, particularly in Valley, where even women sarpanches have done commendable work. So this situation will now spur them, encourage them to participate in this process chart out their own development goals that we want rural roads here, we want electrification, we want railway lines here, we want power infrastructure. So all these can be prioritized now. One thing is very clear that at the international level, Pakistan has been isolated. The entire world, all the superpowers, permanent members of the Security Council, they have agreed that whatever the Indian government has done through an executive order is an internal affair of India. Even China, at the closed-door Security Council meeting, was concerned only on the situation, the restrictions part of it. They have not challenged the government of India's constitutional obligation and the powers rested with it through the instrument of accession to do anything within Jammu and Kashmir. So therefore, on that score, Pakistan is completely isolated. The only thing Pakistan tried was to internationalize the issue and that too on the issue of the restrictions which have been imposed. And that is something about which the government has already assured that these are all temporary measures and gradually situation will return to normal and restrictions will be lifted. So coming back to the developmental aspect, the thing is these things will move simultaneously. The restoration of normalcy and the development projects being implemented in state of Jammu and in Union Territory of Jammu and Kashmir as well as Ladakh will go simultaneously. And the process has already been initiated. Number one, through the 370 abrogation, will automatically bring in all the central schemes into Jammu and Kashmir and Ladakh without any notification. So all the positive schemes 
like as you said aishman bharat educational institutions being opened by private investors health issues hospitals and investment all these things will automatically be now coming to jammu and kashmir and the development process will start but a very important issue is that thousands and thousands of those people who have been living in the state of jammu and kashmir without a permanent resident status will now enjoy all the benefits they were being deprived unfortunately the plight of these peoples were never highlighted but now they will be equal citizens of jammu and kashmir because they have been living there for the last 70 years their children have been deprived of the educational facility now in one stroke they become an equal citizens of jammu and kashmir and they will enjoy the benefit even so kashmiri are, pandits who were driven out no firstly those who are already living in jammu and kashmir mm-hmm. they are most of them are backward classes scheduled caste now they will be at par with this, the citizens of jammu and kashmir secondly hundreds and thousands of kashmiri pandits who are kicked out of jammu and kashmir and many of them are living in you know refugee camps in jammu and many of them living in refugee camps in delhi and punjab and haryana now they will be free to go back and restore their normal life in their own homeland their place of birth so in one stroke a large number of flood gates have been opened for the overall development of jammu and kashmir apart from the schemes which will be coming now as you said prime minister has announced so therefore the developmental projects will benefit the people of jammu and kashmir there will be more employment and then tourism will grow more and more hospitals will come up more and more hotels will come up and tourism industry will grow and that will and prime minister specially appeal to the film industry of india mumbai film industry not only is it the mumbai in fact he, he talked tamil about the telugu and tamil film industry and that not only creates an atmosphere of normalcy but also helps the local boys and girls to get employment so employment has been a big issue corruption in political circles in the valley and lack of employment opportunity both are being now provided obviously the youth of jammu and kashmir which have been misled by the vested interest and indulging into stone pelting will also realizing that all this is in our interest and therefore they will come back into mainstream thank you mr tun for the discussion thank you thank you you were listening to a discussion on acceleration of development process in jammu and kashmir The participants were Ashok Tandon, political analyst, and Vinay Kumar, journalist. This program was produced and presented by the News Services Division of All India Radio. This program is also available on our website, newsonair.com. You may email your opinion about this program at airnsdtalks at gmail.com.